Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. I think what writing the book ultimately taught me is that I have a passion for sharing what we've been through in a beneficial way for others. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna. I am Anna Jaworski, and like our guest today, I am the mother of a CHD warrior. That's why I am the host of your program. Today's show is the Tomcat team raising awareness of congenital heart defects, and our guests are Tom and Kat Hansen. Tom and Kat Hansen are parents to a nine-year-old daughter, Audrey, and seven-year-old son, Harding. In 2014, Harding was diagnosed with multiple congenital heart defects in utero, for which he has undergone three open-heart surgeries and multiple other procedures. Inspired by their journey with Harding, they wrote a book, and then they started a podcast, the Hope and Courage podcast for CHD parents, where they share their insights and interview experts and people with a lived experience of CHD. Their book, Hope and Courage, Real Life Lessons from the Parents of a Child with Congenital Heart Disease, will be released in 2022. A former high school math teacher, Tom is currently a corporate trainer and instructional designer. In addition to caring for their children, Kat runs the Hope and Courage platform. The family lives in Cincinnati, Ohio, and enjoys going on adventures together. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Tom and Kat Hansen. Hi. Hi, we're so glad to be here. Thanks for bringing us. Yeah, thanks for having us on the show. Oh, I'm so excited to finally meet both of you. I had the good fortune to meet Kat just a few days ago for the very first That's time. Right. But this is my first time to meet you too, Tom. Yeah, happy to meet you. Yeah, I'm happy to meet you too, Tom. Well, Kat, in your bio, you mentioned that you found out about Harding's diagnosis in utero. How did finding mm-hmm. out about Harding's CHD impact your family? It turned our world upside down in an instant, kind of felt like a bomb was dropped on us. But what we really went through after receiving that diagnosis was just mourning the loss of normalcy, mourning the loss of just welcoming your second child and happily adding them as a part of your family. And instead, not that it wasn't happy, but it was extremely stressful Mm. and just brought a lot of hardship and challenge. I went through a lot of depression afterwards. I think ultimately CHD has made our family stronger. It's brought us closer together and it's given us character traits that we would never have gotten if we hadn't gone through that hardship with Harding CHD. I totally understand. Your children are two years apart. Mine are almost exactly three years apart. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you do that dealing Mm -hmm. with the congenital heart disease actually brought our family even closer together. And I think it has made my son, who was born heart healthy, such a compassionate person. Mm -hmm. I think it has affected him in ways that I never really would have thought it would. 
Yeah, that's what we hope for our daughter, Audrey, is that it's ultimately impacting her positively, for sure. And I can see a lot of that compassion in her. I also see a lot of leadership skills in her that are developing Mm -hmm. because of it, just feeling like she is more responsible than most kids her age, just because she's had more to deal with in her short nine years. So we definitely see that in Harding as well. Wow, that's amazing. My son is 30, who's heart healthy, and my heart warrior is 27. And it continues to impress me how living with congenital heart disease all these years, all these decades now, how it has impacted their lives. And mm-hmm. I'm happy to report, <laughs> it doesn't look like I damaged my children <laughs> <laughs> with the decisions I made to be an advocate. Because Tom, right. I'm sure you can relate to this as an educator, you know about child development and you know how what you do can impact your children's development and their feelings of security and so many of the traits that they grow up with. And I worried a little bit that by being an advocate and having so much focus on my son's heart defect, that it might negatively impact my family. But I can happily say this many years later, it did not do that. (laughs) That's great. We have wrestled with that. Audrey at times has communicated things like that she doesn't feel special because she doesn't have something Mm -hmm. like Harding has in that way. And that's Mm -hmm. something that we have to actively be aware of and manage. For example, there's obviously lots of hardships that come along with CHD, but when you are being treated in a great hospital like Cincinnati Children's, they do such an amazing job of treating those kids both emotionally and physically and just every way that you can imagine. And he's getting great programs that are available to him, like make a wish. Your second child, you really have to just be cognizant of it because it goes both ways with hearting. One of the conversations that we've been having a lot lately is your heart is not the only thing that makes you special. There's lots of things that make you special. And Audrey, there's lots of things that make you special. It's just something that you, as a CHD parent, you have to be aware of, because obviously, I think we are on a mission to convert this hardship into value for our family and the world. And we want to do that. But at the same time, we have to not lose sight of the small little things that exist that bind a family together and bind a marriage together. I love that. Yes, absolutely. For me, we didn't really focus a whole lot on Alex's heart, like calling it special. I know a lot of people do that now, but 27 years ago, that just wasn't the thing. We didn't have the superhero capes and all Mm -hmm. that stuff that you all have now, which really puts a different spin on the heart defect. For me, Mm -hmm. it was more of a matter of fact kind of situation. Your brother has hypoplastic left heart syndrome. That's HLHS. I think one of my fears was, what if I'm in a car accident while I'm taking the kids to a pediatric cardiology appointment and I'm rendered unconscious, who's going to speak for Alex? (laughs) You know, and Mm -hmm. so I think from a very young age, it was really important to me that Joey knew his brother had HLHS, that Alex Mm -hmm. knew it. I had a medic alert bracelet on the diaper bag when we had diaper bags and on him when he got old enough to be able to wear a bracelet. We never really called his heart special. And consequently, Mm -hmm. I'm putting together a book called The Heart of a Heart Warrior. It's essays by heart warriors. And when I asked Alex to write for it, he said, mom, you know, I don't consider myself a heart warrior. And I said, well, 
you may not consider yourself one, but everyone else does. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he said, I really don't want to talk about my heart defect. And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. He said, my heart defect does not define me. And I said, great, mm-hmm. write your essay about that. You're not the only one who chooses to focus on other things other than your heart. And you're lucky Mm -hmm. because you're so healthy that it's not the center of your universe right now. It was the center Mm -hmm. of my universe when you were first diagnosed and we were going through two open heart surgeries in your first year of life, but you don't remember that. Mm -hmm. And I think he's had the luxury of not having to make that the focal point of his life. Yes, it's something he deals with, but he really chooses not to let it define him. Conversely, mm-hmm. I have another gentleman who's writing for the book, whose title of his essay is How My CHD Defines Me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's so interesting. It really is. It really is. So I think as Harding grows up, you'll see probably that he goes through phases with how he handles his heart condition. I've had so many older CHD warriors come on my program and tell me, oh yeah, when I was in my teens and when I was in my early twenties, I did not focus on my heart defect. It did not define me. I went and got tattoos and I drank and partied and did all these (laughs) things kind of as a rebellion, I would say against their heart defect. And then they get to a certain age and all of a sudden, no, they appreciate the fact that, wait a minute, my heart is different. Maybe I better Mm -hmm. quit doing all these crazy things. (laughs) (laughs) And treat my well, heart a little bit better. That's, right. that's definitely been, I think, one of the biggest lessons that we learned is that balance that you're talking about. You got to avoid the extremes. You got to avoid going to the either end of that spectrum where you're completely ignoring it, pretending it's not there. It's not a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then what happens when you're in that mindset and you get bad news or something comes up or you need a treatment and your whole world crumbles because you've been kind of in denial, right? But I think the other end of that spectrum is focusing on on so much that it is just paralyzing you. (laughs) You can't Mm -hmm. think about anything else. And and I think in our journey in seven years, we've been on both ends of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. And I think our goal is always to find that happy middle ground where we're not in denial. We're not pretending it's not there. We're staying educated. We're staying on top of it. We're staying proactive. But on the other end, we're not paralyzed by anxiety and fear about what the future holds. Home Tonight Forever by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home Tonight Forever. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The opinions expressed in the podcast are not those of Hearts Unite the Globe, but of the hosts and guests, and are intended to spark discussion about issues pertaining to congenital heart disease or bereavement. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. 
Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. Tom and Kat, the first podcast I listened to of yours was episode number eight, and I was immediately drawn to your program. Please tell my listeners why you started a podcast. What we really pictured were ourselves sitting alone in a hospital room. You're kind of just waiting, but in between hours, you know what I mean? Where Mm -hmm. maybe your child's sleeping and you finally get a chance to just breathe, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're picturing these families who were like us, just like not easily being able to access resources for them. When we were going through that stage, we didn't know about any resources, really. We knew about whatever pamphlets we were handed by a doctor, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What was in those. But we didn't know about any books. We didn't know about any podcasts or anything like that with other CHD parents who had been through it and had positive things to share, right? Mm -hmm. I think sometimes the CHD parent world can be kind of dark because, gosh, there's so much pain. And that's totally understandable. And We all need a space where we can share that pain. But what we saw really lacking was a voice of hope and courage in that world of someone saying, hey, this is really, really, really hard, but there is hope in the midst of all this. And we want you to feel courageous enough to take it day by day. And so we started this podcast because we wanted THD parents to have a easily accessible resource that they could sit down and listen to in those in-between hours, or maybe they're at home doing chores and they're listening to something that pertains to this huge factor in their life, their child's CHD, that is helping them feel hopeful about it instead of depressed and scared and anxious. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. We can't have enough good resources like that, can we? Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Yes. I started my podcast as a means to let people know about my books and I had written a blog and I just found that not as many people were into blogging anymore Mm -hmm. or into reading blogs. I think our world has become so fast paced and people need something. Well, especially in the heart world, we needed that information yesterday. (laughs) Right. So waiting for a book to come out isn't always the best way to get the information to the people. So I think that our podcasts are ways that we can get information to people immediately. Exactly. Yeah. And when you're a tired, exhausted CHD parent, even reading feels so hard. (laughs) Like it's hard, you know, like you you just need something that you can passively take in Mm -hmm. that is going to help in some way. We've seen such a great response to the podcast. I think because of that, I got a message the other day from a mom who's just been newly diagnosed in utero. And she said, someone recommended your podcast and I listen to it every morning. And it's the only thing that's giving me hope right now in my pregnancy. She just said, everything in me just wants all of this to be over. I'm so afraid of what the future holds, but knowing that you guys have made it through is giving mm-hmm. me hope. And oh, I just love that. That's, got that's to what we you want. Feel so you know? good. <laughs> yeah. That's all we want is to be able to provide that for people. Right. When I started writing my book and working in a heart community, my husband and I both felt that if we help even only one family yes. that's like ours, yes. it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And 
here I am eight years later and I get letters all the time. I love it when I get a private message or I get Mm -hmm. a note on Instagram or something like that, letting me know that what we're doing is making a difference to them. So kudos to you for doing that, because like I said, we can't get enough positive messages out there. We are the parents who get the bad news that no parent should ever have to get, right? Mm -hmm. That our kids have something that's potentially life-threatening. And the crazy thing is, is that there's so many of us, you know, know, and you don't realize that until you're in that world, mm-hmm. you then you find out about all the statistics that it's like the most popular defect. It's the number right. one defect. And I didn't know that. And I was a teacher. I was a special education teacher. It's like when you buy a new car and then you are driving around, you see everybody with that new car, <laughs> your car. You're like, exactly. oh my God, I was the only one. Yeah, And that's what it is like coming into the CHD world. It's like, oh my gosh, there are so many people that I didn't even know that have this as a part of their life. And I think that was another motivator for us. It's 40,000 kids are born with this every year in the United States. That's a huge number. Mm -hmm. That means 40,000 families every year are being affected by this and they need resources. They need hope. And that is a huge motivator for us. Well, the way I found out about you was through Jenny Muscatel because she mm-hmm. saw you on Instagram and she said, Anna, you have to have this couple on your podcast. So <laughs> can you tell me what your Instagram handle is and how people can find you there? Sure. It's at Tom and Kat Hansen. And that's actually our social media handle across all the platforms. So you can find us at Tom and Kat Hansen on Facebook and Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. It's at Tom and Kat Hansen. So that would be cat with a K and not a C and spelled out and. And you use that for all of your social media. See, you understand about branding. I'm an old lady and I'm starting to have to learn <laughs> all of this stuff. <laughs> I have been learning so much about branding and the importance of being consistent with what you mm-hmm. are doing. So it is easier for people to find you. So I know you're really active on Instagram. Are you also on Facebook, Twitter? Do you do TikTok? Yes. <laughs> we just started TikTok. Yeah. Our first ever TikTok was Harding doing a Kung Fu move on me and me falling down on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) That was our very first TikTok. We did it this week. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's great. That is great. Well, putting a podcast together is a challenge, but perhaps the biggest challenge is actually getting the word out about the podcast. Can you tell me what avenues you're using to get the word out about your program? Yeah, honestly, it has a lot to do with social media. I think it's really important to people. They want to see you every day and you have to bring something of value to them every day. And Mm -hmm. so we really try to prioritize doing that every day, Monday through Friday, posting something that is valuable to them that maybe lets them know about who's coming on the podcast that they can look forward to and then posting about it when it releases. And then maybe a reminder later in the week, Hey, have you gotten a chance to listen to it yet? Because it's great, this particular part of it. So that's mainly how we get the word out. And we know a lot of doctors and nurses, and they tend to recommend our podcast a lot to the patients that they know. I think what we've been learning is everyone has an audience. Every single person has a platform of some kind. For us, it has been less about us 
aggressively trying to carve our own spot in this world and more about how can we collaborate? If we can bring someone in and lift them up and help them, then what happens is you kind of end up scooping up some of their network and then you go after someone else and you say, hey, we want to put a spotlight on you and make you sound and look great and amazing and get your message of hope and courage out there. And then we end up scooping up theirs. And I think that's kind of been our approach to this whole thing is just really trying to be less about what we're trying to do and more about we just need to collaborate together and, you know, we all win. There's right. it's not exactly. a, uh, it's, it's not, not a, competition. a competition. No, it's yeah. not a competition. And that's why I founded the heart community collection for the exact same reason. I believed mm-hmm. that authors, especially niche authors like us, we're writing for a very small audience. Thankfully, not the entire world is dealing with heart defects to the same intimate degree that we are. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to find a big publisher who's interested mm-hmm. in our books. So most of us end up self-publishing and most of us don't have a huge budget for marketing. But mm-hmm. I believed if we could help one another, it's so much easier for me to help promote somebody else than it is for me to say, buy yes. my book. Absolutely. So I'm so happy that you're part of the Heart Community Collection and that you joined Jenny Muscatel and Amy M. Lee and Lisa Colville and all of us that are part of the Heart Community Collection, because I agree with you 100%. By collaborating, we are so much stronger together. Yes. And then we end up giving the CHD community what they really need, which I think your Heart Community Collection does so well is like it's a one-stop place where a CHD parent or a CHD warrior could come and see, oh gosh, I didn't know there were all these resources. And then they feel more empowered and more equipped. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect or CHD community. These books can be found at amazon.com or at her website, www.babyheartspress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. Heart to Heart with Anna is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. In the second segment, we were talking about your podcast. So in this segment, I want to talk about your book and your website. Apparently, you started with your book. When did you create your website? And tell me about the chronology of your resources. I guess it really started with an idea that turned into the book. This is one of the things I try to tell people. Obviously, your child's CHD and treating that and all the things that go in there are going to take a lot of time and energy and focus for you. But 
the rest of your life doesn't stop. Right. <laughs> so, all those other things are still going on as well. Mm-hmm. And what was happening in our lives was I was making a career shift right before we learned about Harding's condition. I was a math teacher and I loved teaching and really got a lot of joy and fulfillment from it. But we really saw an opportunity to move away from that and utilize my skills in teaching and education. And we were going to try to move into corporate learning. And that was not an easy path. And so early on, I was just devouring business books. (laughs) I was just reading (laughs) and listening to as many business books as I could. I found a great business book called Good to Great. And there was an anecdote in there about business that just hit me like a bolt of lightning about our situation in our life and in our approach to CHD. And it was about Admiral Jim Stockdale. He was a U.S. military officer and he was a prisoner of war during the Vietnam War. And he was tortured over 20 times for eight years from 1965 to 73. But the thing that really struck me was he got out of the POW camp, wrote books, added value to the world. And he had a quote that said, in the midst of all of the hardship that he was going through, he never lost faith in the end of the story. He said, I never doubted not only that I would get out, but also that I would prevail in the end and turn the experience into the defining event of my life, which in retrospect, I would not trade. And that just became, that became a rallying cry for us. Mm -hmm. It was one of those ideas that if we had a magic wand and we could take away Harding CHD, we would do it in a second. We would do it today even, Mm -hmm. right? And every CHD parent would, right? But that's not a choice that we get to make. It is here. And I think what we saw was this idea, and it was the seed that was planted in our hearts that it is possible to convert this hardship into value for us in the world, into something that would be so valuable that we wouldn't trade it afterwards. I think that's the idea that set us down the path. What does that look like for our family? And for us, that turned into the book, Hope and Courage. And that was our whole vision. We can turn this into hope and courage for others. And I just said, Kat, we're writing a book. That's what we're doing. We got to write a book about everything. And we're going to compile all of our thoughts, everything that we've learned and insights that we've gained through this whole experience. And we just jumped on it. And within six months, we'd written the entire book and we had the whole manuscript done. That's amazing. But really that I think was the start of our whole journey. She's a writer. I'm a teacher. What can we do? And it just kind of book, boom. (laughs) (laughs) That's just uh, amazing. And that's what put us on our journey. Well, I love your website. It's absolutely gorgeous. Can you tell our listeners how they can access it? And I'll put the link in the show notes. So if you're riding your bike or driving to work, don't worry about it. It will be in the show notes. Absolutely. It's www.tomandkathanson.com. See, here we go again. So consistent. (laughs) That just makes it awesome and easy to find. And there are free goodies there. So you're definitely going to want to go visit and see what free goodies are on the website. We tried to stock it full of some free downloads. That would be really helpful for CHD parents, like a financial aid organizer to manage all those medical bills that are going to come pouring in. Things that you can pack to take to the hospital for when your CHD baby is born. We also have the top 10 tips for CHD parents. That's really good. So I think it's all stuff that CHD parents would really gain a lot of value. Absolutely. 
it sounds like you did a lot of soul searching and that Mm -hmm. this book was morphed out of a need to find that value in your experience and pass that on to others, which I absolutely love. So tell me what writing this book taught you about yourself and your life. What writing the book taught me was that there was a lot that I still needed to work through. You think that you're doing a good job just kind of getting through it when you're in the midst of that hardship, but you do go into robot mode a little bit. You just start going through the motions to get that stuff done. And I realized that there was a lot of emotional stuff that was there. It definitely triggered some of that PTSD that we all have around that. So all of that was stuff that I had to wrestle through. I think what writing the book ultimately taught me is that I have a passion for sharing what we've been through in a beneficial way for others. And I just want CHD parents to not feel alone. And I don't want them to feel hopeless. When Harding was diagnosed, we were searching for that. We were searching for one person out there who had his heart defects, who is doing well. We just weren't able to find anything like that. And that was another big motivator for us writing the book was that we want to provide a resource that we really wanted. This whole process for us has been completely collaborative. We really jumped into it and we were working really closely on all parts of it. And we had to discover what parts I was suited for, what parts Kat was suited for. We had to navigate some of those inevitable conflicts that might arise when you're working on a very large project and there's a lot of creativity required there. It just brought me back to how important it is for CHD families and parents to have that strong relational network and foundation. For us, one of the biggest obstacles that we've had to navigate is remembering that we're on the same team, supporting each other in the way that we need support, having empathy for each other, because we are the only two people who are going through the same experience. Exactly, right? For us, doing this together has been a great way to continually build that strong relational foundation. And it's really pushed us to grow in ways that we probably wouldn't have grown otherwise. We got really into Strength Finder as a couple. I don't know if you've ever heard of that assessment. My my husband and I have done that as well. (laughs) It was probably one of the best things we've done as a couple because I never realized how often I tell Kat this, but not that anyone would ever say this out loud, but it's amazing how our thought process goes in this way. How much time and energy you spend hoping and wishing your spouse was just a different person, like be neater, be more organized rather than just understand each other and value the unique strength that we have. And we did a strength finder assessment. And what was amazing about those, when we put those together and what you get out of a strength finder assessment is the top five strengths and no other couple has this uniquely together. And then it really brought this idea of we can do something that no one else in the world can do because of our strengths. Two of those strengths that we had in common was communication and developing people were two of Mm -hmm. our top fives. And we had those together. Mm -hmm. And it just said, this is something that we are both gifted in and -hmm. we can do together. And I think that just gave us a better foundation in our marriage and just a better connection with each other, which is just so vital to go through the peaks and valleys of being a CHD parent. You've got to have a lot of grace on yourself and on each other. Mm -hmm. But that's the way that we've looked at it is just we go through seasons and it's okay to lean in and go, you know what? We are just surviving right now and that's okay. And then, okay let's stop just surviving. Let's start turning the coin to start 
thriving and growing and advancing. I think it's wonderful that we have so many different tools and that on your website, you're focusing on relationships, communication. Mm -hmm. That is so critical to surviving. But I loved what you said, not only surviving, but thriving with this experience. And I do Mm -hmm. believe that in the face of trauma, we do have the opportunity to excel and become more than we ever thought we could be. And you two are prime examples of that. I love it. If there's a newly diagnosed CHD parent listening to this, what I would say to them is, yeah, there's some hardships ahead. Mm -hmm. Hardships that you didn't expect or want or Mm -hmm. even deserve. Those hardships are not mutually exclusive to the joys that you're going to have. You still have joy. You got this new added element, but you mourn those things, but they're still there. They're still around. It's just the key is to not let the hardships steal your joy and your hope and all those things. And if you can find a way leaning on your network for us, leaning on our faith has been a really big part of our lives and our community and our church. And when we've done that, we've been better able to appreciate all the joys that are there. If Harding was born when we were born in the early 80s, he would have likely lived a month. The procedures and the treatments are so new and continually advancing Mm -hmm. that we have a population of children on the earth that have never walked it before. And that is hard earned through the hardships Mm -hmm. and challenges that come with creating that life. And that is also something to just be in awe of and appreciate of. For us, it's been every day is a gift How can we Mm -hmm. make the most of it? That is amazing. It's time for us to close the show. And I'm so sad because I'm having so much fun, but I have the joy of going on Tom and Kat's program later. So I get to continue the conversation and I hope all of you listeners will tune in to me being interviewed by Tom and Kat. That will be happening very soon. So thank you so much, Tom and Kat, for coming on the program today. Thank you, Anna. Thanks for having us. It has been so much fun. It's been great. That does conclude this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron. Just go to www.patreon.com slash heart to heart and pledge a monthly amount to support our program. It only takes a few minutes to make a big difference. The cost of a pizza, you can help us continue to provide great programming for the CHD community. Have a great day. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time.